Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I read a very interesting piece during the week from Gabriel Byrne who said that there is a shame among men who have been abused and that it prevents them from speaking out. Now, speaking to the Guardian newspaper, the Dublin-born actor said that there is, and I quote, a sense that if you were abused, it was your own fault. Men are not supposed to talk uh, about their feelings. Men have to be strong and men don't cry. Uh, For many years, he says, I really thought I was the only one. There's a shame about men speaking out. Now, Gabriel was, of course, speaking about the sexual abuse he suffered uh, as a child. But today I want to focus on what he said about how men, and I quote again, men are not supposed to cry and men have to be strong. It got us talking in the office about the many stats that we are hearing during this pandemic about the frightening amount of women who have suffered domestic abuse due to lockdown, uh, due to being locked up with uh, abusive partners and so on, which is absolutely horrendous and thankfully... Uh, this has been highlighted and has been highlighted not alone in the media and from various organisations, but also in Agarda Shikana and they're trying to step up various programmes and so on for, for the lockdown period. So that is good. Uh, however, it does beg the question, are there any men suffering domestic abuse in the home? And has there been an increase during this pandemic? I'm going to speak to Sean Cook, who's CEO of Men's Development Network in a couple of minutes. But before I do, I want to get your thoughts on whether or not you think domestic abuse against men is taken seriously enough in Ireland. Only yesterday, a report from Safe Ireland stated that more than 4,000 women and children contacted domestic violence service for the first time during the first six months of the pandemic. And that is absolutely awful. But is there any increase for men? And if there is, why isn't it getting the same attention or at least half the amount of attention? I'm not taking away uh, from the attention that rightfully so is given uh, to those women who are suffering and suffering awfully uh, during these lockdowns. And I'm glad it's been highlighted. And I think it's something a lot of us thought at the beginning, you know, your attention turns to, well, what about people who are in abusive relationships what about children who are in very vulnerable positions and so on anyway thankfully it has been highlighted as time has gone on but according to research some common indicators of male domestic abuse and that's what we're focusing on today include verbal abuse and belittling uh, possessiveness and jealousy ongoing accusations of being unfaithful trying to control where they go uh, or who they see trying to control how they spend their money or deliberate default on joint financial obligations uh, making false allegations about uh, the man and their friends threatening to leave them, preventing them from seeing their children and of course uh, physical violence in some cases too. Now the most recent research from the National Crime Council details that up to 88,000 men across Ireland have been severely abused by a partner at some point in their lives. So today the question I want to ask is do you think male domestic abuse is taken seriously enough in Ireland? It's a shame I have to ask that, uh, but unf- ashamedly, it's men uh, who probably are at fault uh, to to a certain extent, um, and that results in, in maybe it not being highlighted for the very fact that men probably don't tend to come forward enough because they're afraid of their fellow man taking the mickey out of them. And that's ultimately probably uh, a a large part of the problem. However, uh, we'll discuss the problems and what can be done and solutions and so on, uh, hopefully with Sean Cook, who is CEO of Men's Development Network. Afternoon to you, Sean. Uh, Good afternoon, Mike, and how are you? I'm very good, thanks. Not too bad, Sean. Um, Do we have a problem, do you think, in this country? Is male domestic abuse not taken seriously enough or is there some progress being made? Oh, I I think there's certainly some progress being made. And I think if if you... 
as well, just to you were mentioning there that the, the highlights in relation to or the highlighting of what was happening in terms of uh, women's domestic abuse, wherever it may be, but yeah. the, the male domestic abuse side of it that you want to talk about today is also very much part of the whole campaign that has set out at the start of lockdown, which uh-huh. is the stillhere.ie campaign. Mm-hmm. So that was the first time that the campaign, any campaign around the domestic violence, didn't have a specific gender lens on okay, it. It, yeah, actually, fair it included both women and men in, in the work and in the, the campaign and the advertising campaign. And it was the first time that we were certainly involved as an organisation with both the department and uh, the women's organisations involved, including Safe Ireland, Women's Aid, and the Rape Crisis Centre, and and the Dublin Rape Crisis Centre. So, so there is a there is a shift happening yeah. in terms of uh, looking at domestic violence and not looking at it through a specific gender lens. Sure. Uh, you know, in that case, Sean, then is it? I suppose a public perception. Uh, maybe you know when we hear ads about domestic abuse and so on, that the majority of people tend to think that it is. Uh, just women suffering and so on and maybe that perception uh, has to change in some way and I don't know how that will happen Yeah and I think that is that is the cultural shift that does need to happen and that it's not about saying oh by the way men get abused too I think mm-hmm. it's just there is a sense around domestic violence and, and gender based violence is endemic within society and it's even, it becomes incredibly highlighted in, in times like we're in now where people are where we, we say that the home is your safe place stay, stay safe stay home mm-hmm. when in fact actually your home may be the very place that's the most unsafe place for you at this point in time yeah, so yeah, of course. Uh, you know I think that's a, it's a, it's a, it has been highlighted and that's great that it is highlighted you know and I think we have to be real realistic around this like you know the majority of domestic violence and initial uh, issues have been presented around women okay yeah, yeah. and that and uh, and the prevalence of it is higher amongst women being victims than it is about among men so we do kind of we're not i don't think it's a, it's, a, it's not a half and half no for sure just to jump in sean I, I i agree and it probably isn't a half and half but is it less much lesser that much less than half because do you reckon men don't tend to report it is that a problem do you oh think? i think yeah. that's a significant issue there my absolutely you know and that, that's down to all those kind of the the other work that we do within the men's development network is around addressing those issues of, of uh, social conditioning and masculinity and what it, what, it, what it is to be a man, having to be strong, having to be stoic, having to be able to deal with your own problems yourself, uh, not being presenting yourself as a weak person or showing your vulnerability, that these issues are, uh, they are the, the core issues around why men don't engage around issues around our health, but mm-hmm. also around the issues around abuse. And what they do is find themselves moving into considerably risky behaviour as well in terms of alcohol and addiction and a whole range of various different things, including violence, uh, emerges out of that. You know, so that, 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 that's, you know, they are, the, they are the key issues that are there. Men find it... Uh, I, I don't think... There, there certainly has been significant shifts, uh, certainly with training within the Gardaí, around uh, uh, taking seriously men when they do come forward and present... Uh, and disclose issues in relation to abuse, okay? Uh, and phys- and like, and I think we always had that the predetermination around uh, domestic violence has always been from a physical perspective, you know, the broken arm, the black eyes, all that type of carry on. But like, I think more recently with the new bill, uh, and that it uh, it ensures that coercive control is now considered a criminal act as well. Mm-hmm. I think men are a lot more 
comfortable in coming forward maybe and saying, listen, I'm being psychologically abused here or emotionally abused, you know, that it's easier for them to get, and the people understand that, you know, people understand that, yeah, you could be gaslit and, you know, and uh, all those type of things will be will be done and that you can actually, without, your partner tries to undermine you, undermine you in front of your friends, your mm-hmm. family, you know, and even kind of move you away and uh, kind of separate you from your family, those family support and stuff like that. So with those type of issues coming forward and being uh, highlighted, men are actually coming forward a bit more around talking about the abuse which they, sure. they're encountering. And, and, and then just to wrap that up, Sean, um, if there is a, a man listening today that might be suffering either physical but more likely uh, some form of mental abuse, what, can, what are the steps that a man can take? Well, I think the, the, the first step really is, is probably to ring our advice line. We have an advice line there, which is a free phone service, 1-800-816-588. Uh, that's now open seven days a week now since uh, the lockdown has come in and since COVID-19. So it's open Monday uh, to Sunday. And uh, from there, they would have an opportunity to talk to qualified psych- psych- psychologists and psychotherapists and counsellors around the issues that are emerging for them and to have a listening ear. And they will be signposted then to other services that they may need uh, along the way. So that's, that's the first step. I think, you know, that's one step they could do. The other step, I suppose, is about talking to talking to somebody you know that you know and uh, letting them know what's actually happening. They may even know what's happening, but haven't mentioned it to you. So when you say it to them, it's going to be a great relief to your friend as well that you might actually be able to talk a bit more openly about what's actually happening and how you actually might want to deal with the situation. You know, so that they'll be the critical steps that I think that uh, uh, that people and that men would need to take at this point in time. Okay. Uh, Yep. Yeah, I appreciate that, Sean. And ju- can you just uh, repeat that phone number just one more time before I let you go? Sure, yeah. It's 1-800-816-588. Yeah. Okay, listen, I appreciate that. Uh, Sean Cook, CEO of Men's Development Network. Thanks a million for that. I appreciate it. Sure, it's Mike. Thank Have you. a good Cheers. day. All Bye the best. Uh, 1854-10-494 is the number if you want to get in touch with this. Uh, or 087-188-0008 on text or WhatsApp. We're asking if you think that male domestic abuse is taken seriously enough in Ireland. And I know that uh, Sean did say that, of course, a lot of the campaigns that are going on at the moment uh, don't only sort of focus on women and that. But we do sten- tend to, you know, for the most part, get the stats on women like the most recent about the many thousands of women who have called uh, domestic abuse helplines uh, for the first time and so on. So the focus, you know, let, let's be real about this and, and I think Sean admitted that at some point as well. That the focus for the most part is on women who suffer this, which is horrendous, which is awful, which we need to stamp out. Uh, however, there are some who say that uh, the male domestic abuse side of things just isn't taken seriously enough and a lot of men will also say, well, you know, it doesn't really happen. It does happen and we'll be continuously like this, raising it on a show like this and uh, giving you the stats, the cold hard facts that it does happen. And like anything with a helpline, there's going to be a percentage of people who don't get involved in those stats because because they simply don't call in. So therefore, we have to add on to that. So there are men in this country, many thousands who suffer uh, domestic abuse. It may not be your Hollywood sort of idea of domestic abuse that happens, uh, as Sean said, with the broken arms and the black eyes and all that sort of stuff. And this, of course, happens for women too, where it's mental abuse. And that seems to be more the case uh, with men. So do you think it's taken seriously enough? Uh, if you do, that's fine as well. Let me know. Or if you don't, uh, 1850 Pat, you're live in Classic Hits. How are you, Pat? Good, and yourself? Um, Not so it, bad. It's, it's, it's great to hear you um, highlighting this, and uh, Sean's group. I wonder, could you send me Sean's uh, 
maybe if we get in touch with me, send me Sean's information because our group talked to us. That's right, yeah. We're on the, we're on, we're on the, we're on the, we, that's our website, you know. Okay, um, talk to us. Is that what you said? Talk, talk to us. That's right, yeah. yeah. And, and listen, it, it, absolutely. And it's great to hear people like Sean highlighting this. And it's great to hear your show. It's probably the only one in town. And I mean, in the small little rock we live on called Ireland that will highlight, highlight it. Having said that, there are a couple of factors, and, and you were right, and Sean is correct. Uh, men tend to be, you see, the law, the law is discriminatory on the basis of fathers in, in relationships and marriage and everything else. In relation to children, it's absolutely discriminatory. So women have, women who, now our group, by the way, is made up of women and men. We have both sides, and we've mm-hmm. been doing it for 14 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so basically, a woman can threaten a man, you'll never see your kids again. And that's a devastating thing for a father. I'll drag you through the court and I'll do this and I'll do that. And mm. they're quite right, because that's ex- exactly what, what happens in the court. Now, it is changing over the years. It has changed, which is great, you know. Yeah, I but think there still, have been some changes, but, but, but yeah, you're but, right. But and, 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 and Sorry, I was just going to reiterate what you were saying, really, that uh, I would imagine that is a serious problem from the uh, male domestic abuse side of things or male suffering of domestic abuse is that kids are used... Uh, as, as some sort of tool for the domestic abuse. Yeah, it, it, they are used, and the law the law endorses this to happen in Ireland. You know, and any member of the legal profession who's not a coward will come on your show. Maybe Maliki is, is the only one that's a public with something like that. I don't know. I don't always agree with Maliki, by the way. Mm. But having said that, in fairness to him, he's been on your show. So this mental abuse and all this torture and all this stuff that has gone on, that has drove many a man under a dark line and, and, and into a river and into the sea and suicide or not, it still goes on. But the courts here and the Gardaí, and they're not just, well, they are the end, the end line when someone takes their life. They will not compile statistics and nothing will be allowed to go back to the secret of family law courts that we have, which is similar to something from North Korea. Now, these are facts. These are facts. If a woman goes into court, she's believed right away, right away. And there is no recourse. It's very hard to get recourse against someone lying on oath. Even when they're found out to be lying. There are no um, there, there is no action taken against some of these women. You can imagine any man out there, loving, caring father, being accused of sexually abusing his daughter yeah. straight away listen I, I, I agree I agree with it and, and I know that it has happened that it does happen it's, it's and obviously still happening. it's, still, I, happening. it's still happening and obviously there are some cases where you know there's there's various uh, individual circumstances that maybe uh, the judge deems it inappropriate to give custody and so on but I understand there is a lot of that happening and it does seem to be a favourable uh, system leaning towards the mother of the children that, 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 and that's a, that's a topic that's been discussed at length for many years but we hope that it's changed ever so slightly but would I be right in saying though that the majority of people that come to your helpline then Pat uh, would have that uh, that as their main problem that the kids are being used and custody of the kids has been used as a form of abuse I'd say, I'd say nine times, uh, right. nine times probably out, out, out of uh, out of a hundred. Now, not so much with women. The abuse that that would happen, uh, 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 we women who would be abused and and would be similar and and be threatened maybe with with sort of uh, you're not getting this and I'm not going to do that and I'll leave you mm-hmm. and you'll have to take me to court. Mm-hmm. But the courts tend to take the side of the woman. In them, in them situations, the courts would be right because a woman who's rearing kids 
does need maintenance and so on. But let's get back to where we are and we're talking about men. Yes, it absolutely does because it's endemic in the system. The Gardaí are caught, in fairness to a lot of the Gardaí in the last few, and this is only in the last few years, mm-hmm. that the Gardaí have been told to such thing as men being abused. Now, I, I'm saying, this, your show is brilliant, and I want to say this to any man out there that's being abused. This is, if, if, if your partner is breaking the law, you don't have to get frustrated. I know it is frustrating, but you need to use the law against your partner. Now, what will entail there will be lawyers upon lawyers, and that man will be told you're out of the house and so on and so forth. It's very, very hard for a man because the law is one-sided, and that's what allows for this abuse. And there's not one politician with a pair of you-know-what to stand up and say what's right. Okay, but what, 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 what you... I'm going to give you something shocking. Very quickly, yeah. shocking, right? I'm going to do it very quickly. We have a chat with us, and we coach them and everything else to... To be honest and upfront with the judge and go into court, and he did. And his partner made allegations against him. And he was able to prove that his partner lied on oath, lied after lied after lied. The partner got so, so, uh, uh, frustrated. Understand in the court. Now, remember, there's only the withholding our solicitor, and there was this chap representing himself. She got off the stand and slapped him, went over and slapped him in the face in front of the judge. And you know what the judge's reaction was? We'll have no more of that in this court. Sit back down. Right. Okay. So yeah. that's the shocking stuff that goes on in the secretive court that we have called the family law court. And this excuse that was to protect children. You can call you can call child one A B C. How many kids do you need? How many letters are in the alphabet? I, I assume by the way you've had personal experience of this Pat, uh, or no, you, 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 no, you wouldn't no, be coaching people or, or not that's not the case. In, in coaching people and that's what we do in our group meetings. Now our group meetings have been off because of the COVID and all that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you do, come, do, sorry, do you, I was gonna say, do you do any virtual stuff or, or you just completely cancel it? it, it because it, it, it's difficult because of um, it, it's too hard to do personal stuff online because uh, you know what I mean. That it, is, it, yeah, it, yeah, it's a bit invasive because yeah. of the situation and because of the subjects. You know what I mean? For and sure, it's not the same. Absolutely. Okay. L- l- listen, Pat, I'm going to have to move on, but I appreciate okay. your call and I understand what you're saying. Uh, and uh, it's good of you to highlight what you do as well, Pat. Thanks for that. And if anyone else wants to call on this, eighteen fifty four ten four nine four, or of course text oh eight seven one double eight triple zero eight. Kind of launching this, I suppose, on uh, Gabriel Byrne's comments uh, and uh, just on the comments in relation to uh, that men feel in, in, in oftentimes that uh, sort of it's their own fault and they have to be strong and men don't cry uh, and uh, you know that they have some form of shame about speaking out about domestic abuse or abuse in general uh, so do you think it's been taken seriously enough uh, we hear all the stats all the time uh, about the various domestic abuse that happens and particularly the uptick in lockdown uh, and uh, oh, a lot of women were told as well uh, calling domestic abuse lines for the first time we assume that's happening as well for men probably not as much and we're just trying to discover why uh, is it the obvious reasons that most of us most of us men, thankfully I don't suffer any of this, but most of us would uh, be very reluctant to go to anybody about it because men tend, well, we tend not to talk to anyone about our emotions and feelings, I guess. Uh, that's mostly uh, what happens, I assume. Uh, but, uh, you know, maybe you don't believe other men take it seriously enough either. And maybe that's that's half the half the reason here and half the battle uh, to overcome this issue. 1850 410 or 087 188 0008. Some people give it out to me. Uh, first of all, 
I'm a man, it says I'm completely offended that you just blamed a man for not reporting abuse. You wouldn't say that about a woman. So why blame a man for not reporting? I want you to apologise for that statement. I take your point on board. I won't apologise for it because it's not what I insinuated. Uh, I would never, um, first of all, it's not, I'm not blaming anybody. If anything, we're trying to raise this debate in the hope of helping some men to come forward. So for a start... Uh, I'm sorry if you if, if you uh, thought I meant I was blaming men. I certainly am not. I'm hoping that today's topic actually uh, might highlight this enough so that uh, some at least one man uh, out there who is suffering at the moment during this pandemic uh, might uh, be motivated to make the call and uh, hopefully get some help. Um, and that was the the reason we had Sean on initially in relation to. Uh, saying that it might be a man's fault for not reporting it. What I think you uh, were in, were uh, referring to was when I said it could be other men, not the abused man, but other men uh, who have that man up, uh, you know, every man should just, uh, you know, get hard and, and, and don't be worrying about your emotions. It's that. Unfortunately, it's other men uh, who deter a man from actually going forward uh, or actually going forward and speaking to another man about uh, their situation. And unfortunately, there is uh, that male kind of uh, attitude uh, that a lot of us probably have, um, uh, that the whole man-up uh, scenario. And, that, and that's a problem, unfortunately. And, and that would lead a lot of men, uh, I would suggest, uh, not to seek help. And we all probably need to sort ourselves out on that. That's what I'm suggesting. Uh, anyway, 1850-410-494-087-188-0008 is the number. Now, who have I to go to? Uh, Mary, you're live in Classic Hits. How are you, Mary? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks a million. Good, Mary. Uh, so you uh, work in this field, is that correct? Tell, tell us about what you do. Yeah, so I I would work in that field, um, but for the the female side of things. Okay. Um, but I do have two male friends who are going through it at the moment, and um, so I have given them men's aid number, and I know that they're linked in with them now, mm-hmm. and I check in with them every every now and again, okay. or when they can, you know. But um, they're going through a horrific time of us. One of them in particular is in a very, very violent and I, I would class as dangerous um, relationship. Mm-hmm. And like in general then, do you see that men wouldn't usually come forward or is it that they just come forward like that particular gentleman that you're referring to when it gets extremely bad or... You yeah. know, uh, you know, you know. Do you think that men don't tend to come forward enough? No, I don't. And it would have taken my friends quite a lot to make that first call, uh-huh. um, because of the shame they would have felt. You know, mm-hmm. like they've said things, God's sake, like I'm a man. Yeah, this shouldn't be happening, and you know how they would be looked upon by their their male friends and so forth but abuse is abuse and it affects us all um, regardless of who the perpetrator is yeah absolutely and 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 that ultimately is um is what's happening there there are men out there who uh, like those you refer to are being abused but luckily mary th- those two did come forward there seems to be a lot uh, sort of suffering in silence do you think there is a bit of a change at least uh from the past where you know male domestic abuse or domestic abuse against males wasn't ever highlighted at least now it's a thing there are organizations there is information out there that has to be some form of positive, right? 
Yeah, like from my perspective, especially over the last 12 months, the organisations that are out there trying to break down those barriers have really run very, very good um, online platforms um, with getting, you know, their their number and their service out there. Mm-hmm. I've seen that up. Um, the Department of Justice, you know, being seen with the minister and promoting male domestic violence services, that's helped. Um, but, you know, like they, they really need the backing, they need funding, mm-hmm. you know, to enable them to do more um, because they're doing a fantastic job. And I see it myself like it's absolutely rampant out there, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's, it's just hidden more. It, it is it is hidden more there's there's no doubt about that in relation to your own work by the way I assume uh, based on all the statistics that we're getting uh, things are extremely busy probably more busy than ever would that be correct yeah I've never seen it so busy um, and I must say as well that the difference for me um, to the first lockdown is that the assaults um, are getting a lot more vicious okay um, we've an awful lot more women coming forward. I've been in court four days this week or last between last week and this week. I've never seen so many women looking for orders. Um, yeah, it's unbelievable actually the numbers that are coming through the door. Yeah, that is frightening. It really is frightening. Yeah. And and again, Mary, on, a, on another day I would ask you uh, more about it and I'd have more time to ask you more about it. Oh, I, I want to particularly really highlight that um, the other side that as we're, as we're discovering today doesn't really get the attention maybe it deserves and that is the uh, domestic abuse against men and I know it's not a as Sean rightly pointed out it's not a well they get this and we don't get this and it's not about that no, but, no. but I think it's important to highlight it and there's so many men getting in touch today and Ashling's telling me our phone lines are just jammed with a lot of men in this predicament. And look, I'm so glad that if it's a case that one man today might realise that they can go and seek help and they don't have to sit in that uh, scenario. I mean, what kind of advice would you then, Mary, as someone who is experienced in working with those who come forward from the uh, female side of things, what advice might you give and how someone would approach it? Because I don't want to tell someone just to pick up a phone and ring if it's going to do them some form of damage. I want someone to take every precaution possible. So what can they do? Well, like your previous speaker said, it's about making that first call, really. Mm. And that's a very, very hard thing for someone to do because it's really hard to admit to yourself that this is happening to you. So... You know, even by just picking up the phone and making that first call is actually a huge step for someone in a relationship like that. It takes massive courage. Mike, can I just say as well, in one of those relationships, don't worry, I won't name anything. But I just want to give you an idea of what this man is going through. Okay, with with, with sparing details so we don't identify, but I know you're, you're well used to that, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's a shell of a person left. Um, My hope is that someday they will recover and and be healthy again. The abuse is so bad, it has affected his health in an enormous way. Mm -hmm. You know, heart attack, you know, health, stress, Mm -hmm. loss of hair. um, Is is this both physical and mental abuse, by the way? It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like... The, the, the physical abuse that's there is 
really, really bad. I, you know, said to him on more than one occasion, she could kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, because she goes from naught to 90 in a matter of seconds. There's financial control. He has no money. Um, she takes all the money. She won't allow him to go to work sometimes. She wants to know where he is at every given moment. I sat beside him at work sometimes, and he could get 50 phone calls one after another. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had to leave work to go home to to do whatever it is she wants him to do. The mental abuse, telling him he's fat, he's ugly, no one wants him, he's useless, he's worthless. He hears this on a daily basis, mm. as well as the physical assault. Okay, well, that is the the reality, and I think that will open a lot of people's uh, eyes and ears today, uh, mm. because a lot of us, Mary, and I speak as a man, just are totally unaware that this stuff is happening. We hear it every now and then. We hear a few thousand men are suffering. But you think they might be getting a, 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 a I don't know, a, a slap or something like that. We have no idea what is no. going on. And that's a good insight. Mary, I really appreciate you coming on today. No Thank you so much. Um, 1850-410-494 is the number, by the way. I know we have lots of men coming on. We just have to make, make sure, obviously, that we uh, are... Careful on loads of different levels, obviously. Uh, when someone's talking about someone else, that we don't identify that person if they don't want to be identified. Uh, and vice versa, if you're case in the courts, we have to be careful of that and all that. So just be mindful uh, when you're calling up. But we do really appreciate the lots and lots of calls we're getting from people. And I hope today uh, does help somebody, as I, as I keep saying. Um, and hopefully just by highlighting the fact that there are men out there, uh, just like Mary explained, getting severe mental and physical abuse. And that is the fact. And it is happening during these lockdowns, uh, not only for women, which is horrendous. And thankfully, lots are being done. And I hope uh, women will be exercised to seek out help and so on as well. But just speaking on the male side of things today, uh, it is an increase uh, just from anecdotally today from the phone calls and from Mary and from uh, Sean earlier on that there is an uptick as well in domestic abuse against men during these lockdowns uh, which is only natural you would assume if it's happening um, in society at all so Louise and then Dave Louise you're live in Classic Kids how are you Louise? Hi how are you? Not so bad Louise Um, do you think domestic abuse against men is taken seriously enough in Ireland? No not at all not nearly half of so what can we do? I think a lot of it starts with mummies, really, to be honest. Um, because even in my experience, from a young age, children are taught, or boys are taught, you're a man, stop it up, get over it, be the big one. You know, I've been to friends' houses and you know, the kids have been messing around outside and things have been said or kids have been pushed and um you know when the girls has pushed the boy and they get yeah well done good on you give him a good dig and then of course the boy reacts and pushes her back and it's don't you ever touch a girl yeah you're the man you're supposed to be the big one in Mm -hmm. this one you're supposed to just take the slap and get over it it's not you know, I think it really starts from such a young age that m- us mums need to realise that, no, they have feelings too. Yeah. And they have 
mental health that needs looking after too. Yeah, it, it is true. And I suppose from my own personal experience too, um, I, I, I am in the position where I have both a girl and a boy. And I had the girl first. And I always thought it would be, you know, exactly the same. Equality is equality. And you will deal with the boy exactly the same as the girl. But you are constantly drawn to just dealing with the boy in that little bit of a different way. The you're beautiful, you're deadly. You're gorgeous, you're you're a legend. You know what I mean? These things and you you fall and it's oh don't worry, we kiss about it. You fall, I get up, you're grand. Don't worry about it, you're a man. And that does happen, and you're right, it does happen from a very young age. Yeah, and you know, I have boys and girls myself, and um. And so it probably, you know, it would have been like that um, myself. You know, I'm guilty of that myself when it came to my son. Get over it kind of thing. Mm-hmm, Stuff mm-hmm, it up. Mm-hmm. But, um, and, you know, unfortunately he's he's suffering from mental health <clears throat> himself now, excuse me. And but um, you, 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 you don't think you don't think it's anything to do with that, though, uh, Louise? Oh, do absolutely you? not. No, yeah, yeah. I know it's not, mm. but just... Now I'm experiencing that, it's like, my gosh, how wrong I was and how you know, mindful I have to be about what I say mm-hmm, and how mm-hmm. I treat them. And I actually treat them both the same. I tell him he's beautiful and he's lovely and everything else, you know, as I do my girls. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah it's no, very it's, hard to naturally, I think, for mummies to tell. It is. It is. But I guarantee you, and I know it's a fine balance and all that, but there will be men out there who will say, ah, you know, we can't make men too soft either and, and all the rest of it. I guess it's a delicate balance. But L- Louise, I do have to take a break, but I appreciate your call. Thank you so much. Um, okay. Louise, I suppose, is, 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 is referring to the fact uh, of how uh, boys and girls are, are, are treated from a very young age. And it is, uh, in a lot of cases, not in all cases, and I do think it's changed a lot too, but in a lot of cases, uh, it is the boy uh, who is to man up and, uh, you know, don't be crying and don't be too sensitive and all that sort of stuff. And then I guess what, what she's insinuating then is that 20, 30 years later, if th- those boys unfortunately happen to be in um, a domestically abusive, a domestic abusive relationship, they might just be, you know, have that built in that, well, I got I to gotta deal with this. I got to man up. Uh, and then they have a circle of friends who they're afraid to go to because they too are of the man up brigade. Uh, look, it's a complex one. It's not going. It's not simple. Uh, we're not going to fix it today, but it's interesting to highlight it. Eighteen fifty four ten four nine four. The question I go back to is: uh, Do you think that male domestic or domestic abuse against men is taken seriously enough in Ireland? Eighteen fifty four ten four nine four or oh eight seven one double eight triple zero eight. Here's one WhatsApp voice note. The problem is, Mike. Men won't speak. It's it's unfortunate. Like you know, we are, we all have problems with it. We're not going to open our mouth. It's the macho image in our DNA. And that's the natural nature problem. Cheers, pal. Yeah, and a lot of people saying that today. Uh, to be fair, uh, let me play you another one. Let's take a listen to this. How are you, lads? I was just listening to that about, you know, the domestic abuse, uh, about men being on the receiving end more than, uh, just as much, if not more, in a different sort of way than women. Uh, I think when women uh, abuse men, it's more psychologically, and they'll break you down mentally. 
Yeah, and uh, Sean sort of mentioned that as well, that uh, probably, um, and, and lots of people have mentioned it today, that yes, that seems to be the case uh, in a lot of scenarios when it comes to domestic abuse against males, uh, that it is oftentimes um, mental abuse in some way, shape or form. Uh, but then Mary, we had Mary on too, uh, who works in that field of dealing with, uh, in particular women uh, who suffer domestic abuse, but has, just during these crazy times, had to uh, help a couple of men as well. And she was talking about one particular man who is suffering dreadfully, uh, both mentally and physically. And she described in detail uh, the detrimental effects it's having on that particular man. And it was it was it was good to get that kind of, uh, I suppose, that example, because um, it's just something that a lot of us don't get to hear, do we? Uh, that men are suffering in that way. Now, uh, Dave, you're live in Classic Hits. How are you, Dave? Hi, Mike. How are you? Sorry for keeping you so long, Dave. Oh, I, know no you're, I know you're waiting ages. Go ahead. What's your point, Dave? Um, I think, look, I think it, when, the, when it comes to men, we have it as skewed. Uh, the story is skewed because, you know, there's not an awful lot of support out there for men in dealing with this. And as a lot of your callers in Texas say, saying that men don't speak. Well, we do, but people aren't ready to hear it. Um, it is not recognised from, it is not recognised from the, the basement in Doyleon to the top of Doyleon. Uh, we are creating more problems here, and we're not just creating more problems by not listening to them. In, but what are we saying to the children? Like I'll give you an example, and it's not just individually, or it's not collectively in a, in a kind of an Irish sense. But do you know that last year a hundred men died of breast cancer in Ireland? A hundred men, a hundred men died of breast cancer. Okay, no, I did not know uh, that. So, so just things like that. It's like if you go into the prisons and we're always talking about money and we're always talking about saving, but we went to the prisons and you've done a survey recently and 80% of the men came back as being sexually abused or, or, or have been physically abused when they were children. And do you know what services they provide in there for that? I assume you're going to tell me very little. Nothing. None. Yeah. Absolutely well, not. I, don't, I, I don't personally know that exact stat there. But so you think in general, not only from a domestic abuse uh, uh, side of things, you think men in general aren't listened from a public health uh, side absolutely. of. Absolutely. Absolutely. We just don't have a coherent voice in anything that we try and say or do. It's ridiculous. I know, but then in fairness, in fairness, Sean will come up at the start of the show, uh, who is from Men's Network uh, Ireland, and, you know, he's got a website there, or Men's Development Network, should I say, uh, and they've got a website, and they've got helplines, and they put ads out there. Maybe it's just that we don't want to listen. Is that what it is? Well, it is that they do. One second, then. Well, it is that they do want to listen. Oh, sorry, yeah, people, some people do want to listen. Yeah. But if you go, look, you know, just look at the issue of domestic violence, right? That there are centres all over Ireland for women. Do you know how many centres there is for men? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know exactly now, but there's none. Well, there are centres now for men. There are help. Well, certainly helplines for men. Anyway, that's for sure. Uh, I, 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 are you there, Dave? Is he gone? No. Are you there? No. Sorry. Line three. Are you there, Dave? Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. You dropped there. there is no, if a man, if a man reports to a guard station. We say it today and say, listen, I'm in the middle of a domestic abuse, violence, and they'd say, right, we need to get you to a shelter. You mean like a refuge a refuge centre? Yeah. There's no ref- sorry, there's no refuge shelter there. So in, no. that, in, in that case then, you reckon that uh, this needs to be stepped up from a government, uh, government level? Think, yeah, absolutely. And I think people who, I mean, look, all credit to women who have campaigned and who have gone out there since the 70s, since the... The contraceptives, but everything. But what we're left to doing is that we're left to creating 
more, and I say this in brackets, more victims. We need to be able to sit there and listen because every woman, well, nearly every woman loves their children, but inside that small little boy that's going to be calling for his sake today is a man waiting to grow up. Mm-hmm. And while we stand over them, these are the next generation. Uh-huh. This is going to be the next generation that face women. And surely women, or to our women, have open, clear uh, discussions with their young men inside their house and just explain to them what it is that explain to them what it is that they need and understand, you know. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Good point, uh, Dave. Interesting points as well. So we need to step it up a little bit, uh, put the put the spotlight a little bit more on men who are suffering uh, yeah, from 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 cool. things that traditionally, I suppose, uh, people believe that women only suffer from. Uh, so yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you, for Dave. I've run out of time though, um, yeah, no but thanks a million for your call. I appreciate it. If you want to, by the way, continue on that. Oh eight seven one double eight triple zero eight is the number. I'm going to move on to something uh, different after one o'clock. However, we always have time to squeeze a couple of texts or or voice notes in. Um, or whatever the case may be. So you can still uh, te- text or, or WhatsApp in to 087 or indeed give us a shout on 1850-410-494. The Men's uh, Development Network that we had earlier on, uh, on we, uh, I gave out the number, let me just double check it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's 1800 uh, That's their helpline, that's a free phone number uh, for Men's uh, Network so 1800 and there's lots of other uh, helplines out there and so on uh, that you can research and have a look at so uh, do appreciate it, it's nice to highlight it, it's good to highlight it I think uh, because it's probably not highlighted enough uh, but of course I would say that male or female should anyone uh, be feeling in any way distressed particularly during these lockdown times uh, there are lots of uh, different advice lines and lots of people just waiting and willing uh, to help you uh, 